There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hello and welcome into My Guys in the Desert, live from Circa Resort and Casino. Stormy Bonantoni with you. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Got a lot to get to today because we've got playoff playoffs talk. Well, I mean, I guess play-in, close. Uh, getting underway tonight in the NBA. We'll take a look at some of the numbers and live movement on those games tonight in a moment. We'll welcome in Danielle Alvari as well of the Los Angeles CityCast to preview the NBA postseason, talk all things LA. We'll get into the Lakers, the Clippers, as well as the Los Angeles Dodgers off to a little bit of a slower start than we anticipated for the World Series favorites. Johnny Avello of DraftKings in his usual spot on a Tuesday. Take us behind the counter and in the NHL after just one game yesterday 14 on the slate today we'll break it all down with our good friend Jonathan Davis of Sirius XM and NHL radio at the end of the hour but let's jump into our top five stories news and notes things you need to know that affect us as betters and we will start with the lines for those seven eight play-in games coming up tonight the first game 7 p.m. Eastern on TNT the Cavs taking on the Brooklyn Nets that line was the Nets favorite eight and a half bumped all the way up to nine and a half now settling back at nine total in this game down from 228 and a half to 226 and a half 54 percent of the handle on the nets with the spread but 53 percent of bets back in the Cavs plus the points 77 percent of the handle and 62 percent of bets riding with the over then at 9 30 eastern clippers t wolves should be a more tightly contested game 55 percent of the handle back in the t 
Timberwolves minus three, but 52% of bets on LA, 60% of the handle, 69% of bets right in with the over 230 and a half as well. Continuing our NBA talk, Dallas Mavericks star point guard Luka Doncic had an MRI yesterday confirming a left calf strain. Dallas has not set a timetable for his return, but his status for game one of the Mavs first round playoff series with Utah Saturday up in the air. Doncic sustained the injury in the third quarter of Dallas's regular season finale against San Antonio on Sunday. Utah, a current four and a half point favorite for game one, minus 200 for the series. Luka's health critical for the Mavericks moving forward. We'll keep tabs on his status throughout the week. Number three in our top five, more bad news health-wise for the Chicago White Sox as well. Starting pitcher Lucas Giolito and outfielder A.J. Pollock both on the 10-day injured list. They join Chicago ace Lance Lynn, who's also on the shelf. Giolito left the opening day game with an abdominal injury after pitching four scoreless innings. Pollock was just acquired by Chicago less than two weeks ago in a trade with the Dodgers. He's dealing with a hamstring. The White Sox are in action right now, hosting the Mariners as we speak, up 1-0 in the bottom of the third. They're a minus 195 favorite to win the AL Central. Other quick score updates for you. The Red Sox beat the Tigers earlier today, 5-3. Total stand just under that nine. And in action right now, the Guardians with a 3-0 lead over the Reds in the top of the third with two on and two outs. The Mariners, as I mentioned, won nothing. And Cubs and Pirates scoreless in the bottom of the third. In the NFL, the league that never sleeps. Sports Illustrated Albert Breer believes drafting a quarterback with the sixth pick in the NFL draft this year is the Panthers, quote, only way out of their quarterback predicament. In full, Breer said the financial complications of Sam Darnold's disastrous contract, the inability to attract a proven star at the position with the hot seat element has driven Carolina into a corner where outside of a trade for Jimmy G and his injury timetable very relevant given that the Panthers have Ben McAdoo introducing a new offense. It feels like using the sixth pick on a quarterback's the only way out, which is obviously where you don't want to be. Pittsburgh's Kenny Pickett, uh, plus 150 to get picked up by Matt Rule and company. Malik Willis coming out of Liberty, plus 250. Keeping tabs on all things the draft coming up here in Las Vegas soon. And number five in the top five, the WNBA draft was last night and Kentucky guard and three-time women's All-American Ryan Howard earned the top overall pick. She's headed to the Atlanta Dream who had traded up last week to acquire the selection from Washington. Howard, no doubt, looks to be a key figure in the Dream's rebuild with a new front office and coaching staff. Atlanta, no surprise, the longest shot on the odds board at 80-1 to to win this year's title. Our locus lo- local Las Vegas Aces, a plus 350 shot, followed by the Sky, Sun, and Storm. Tremendous team name, the Storm, if I do say so by, by myself. Not, a, not biased in the slightest. The WNBA season gets underway on May 6th. Somebody who is paying very close attention to the draft last night, Danielle Alvari, as we welcome you in, host of the Los Angeles City Cast. Uh, as you were, you were tweeting about it last night, who made out the best in the draft last night from your perspective? I mean, the Indiana Fever had four picks in the first round, so they needed a complete rebuild and they got it. I'm really impressed with the talent. One of the shockers actually was them grabbing Lexi Hole from Stanford, player I love to watch. She's going to give them a lot of depth on defense and also on the perimeter, so I'm really excited to see that. It's funny because I didn't really like cheering from the Indiana Fever last season, but now they have a lot of players that are really exciting to watch, so Indiana definitely came away with it. But it was interesting because right before the draft, the Las Vegas Aces made some moves so they could get that eighth pick. So they're not messing around this year. Obviously, Becky Hammond, their new head coach coming in. They have a new GM who's also UCLA Bruin, a former basketball player herself. So the Aces, of course, are going to be at the top of the leaderboard for teams to beat in this uh, in the WNBA. But 
I'm really excited to see what all the teams look like with all this infusion of new talent. Yeah, no doubt. And I am a huge Becky Hammond fan. So very excited to see her leading the local team here in Sin City. And Danielle does a great job um, capping all things WNBA throughout the season. So once things do get underway there in May, we'll be checking in with you a ton. Um, let's talk about the Lakers really quickly because obviously Frank Vogel out as head coach who was really a scapegoat for the, the whole situation that went on there, it feels like. Then you get Russell Westbrook claiming in his exit interview that he wasn't given a chance and LeBron saying that the season wasn't a failure. Danielle, as somebody who followed this team so closely all year long, how would you characterize the season if it's not a failure? You tell me. There's a laundry list of reasons you can point to as reasons why this Lakers team was not effectual this season. Injuries being at the top of it, but other teams dealt with those too, especially to key players. You look at the Clippers just across the way, even no Kawhi Leonard, no Paul George, most of this season and still found a way to make it work with their role players. And frankly, with their head coach, Ty Lue did a great job with mm -hmm. what he had, and he does a great job at working with a lot of different pieces. The Lakers just did not do that. So yes, injuries, but even Clay Thompson being out for the Warriors is another great example. There's teams that overcome that and the Lakers are just not able to part of that goes into the fact that they were such an old team, right? We talk about age with the Lakers a lot, and it definitely was a huge factor. We saw Russell Westbrook come into this team and we thought, great, this is going to be a huge big three, but did everybody think that? Because when Russell Westbrook went there, a lot of us were like, I don't know how this is going to work out. I don't think this is the match. There's lots of other people we would rather see with AD with LeBron. And so not shocking to me that the Russell Westbrook experiment didn't go well. And so it's interesting to see him say, oh, I didn't get a chance to do what I do well when the setup of the team didn't really allow for it and roster construction being another huge, huge issue. And what's hilarious is the Lakers are ranked so, so high on this season, right? We're thinking they're going to win a championship and they completely missed the play in, not mm -hmm. even playoffs uh, with the talent that's on their roster. And frankly, we knew what the roster looked like before the start of the season. So roster construction from the beginning, who was going to play defense? If LeBron James is your best defensive player, that's an issue from a team that Frank Vogel came in and fixed this defense. He made them a team that can win a championship. He gets to walk away with that at least. But Frank Vogel is not at the top of the list for me of why the Lakers were unsuccessful this season. No doubt. And especially Especially when you consider the paycheck that Russell Wilson, I mean, that Russell Westbrook is getting here. Yeah, nobody uh, wants that contract. Nobody wants that. So I guess that's my follow-up question to you is what's next for the team? How do they get more, I guess, young talent to even out the age? Because AD and LeBron are still capable of winning and you see how dominant they can be when they are healthy. But health, obviously a big issue there. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. And like we just said, Russell Westbrook's contract, who nobody is going to be wanting that. So it's interesting because as the season wrapped up, some people came out of the woodworks and said, oh, Russell Westbrook shouldn't get all of the blame. This is how he finished. He led the team in all these categories. But yeah, what were those percentages on all of that shooting? And also he led in turnovers, did he not? So I'm not completely against Russell Westbrook here. Again, I don't think he's the main reason necessarily that the Lakers were unsuccessful. He did what he had to do with those two big players out. But that said, do you see teams clamoring to get Russell Westbrook in this offseason? No, not so much. So unfortunately for him, I don't know that there's going to be a lot of movement. The Lakers could try to stretch his contract out to help them with the cap at least. Um, but as far as moving forward, it's really strange to me that they got rid of Frank Vogel because I think he was good for this team. And who are they going to get now? Uh, they've made you know mentions of Nick Nurse or, or other of these really solid coaches why would they leave to come work with this Lakers organization? No, no offense to the buses here, of course. Uh, but why would you want this head coaching job? Uh, even I was listening to a podcast earlier in the week and they were mentioning the time that we saw a little bit 
maybe mid-February or so, where Russell Westbrook was benched in the fourth quarter by Vogel, and it was a huge deal, and Russell Westbrook was upset about it. But even in the article, they mentioned that Russell Westbrook, uh, that Vogel had the permission of the front office to do so. If you're a head coach and you have to ask for permission to bench a player, we have issues here. So I don't know that this is an entirely desirable head coaching job is really what's going to be stressful for this Lakers teams as well, because now they're bringing in a new head coach and they have a lot of work to do on the roster. No doubt. And listen, we will move ahead and, you know, be done talking about the Lakers and their season because they are no longer in action. We'll turn our attention here to the Clippers. Um, we're up against it. We have to take a quick break here in a minute, mm -hmm. but just off the top with regards to, you know, a Lake, a Clippers team that's healthy. How impressed are you that they got to this point without Paul George yeah. and Kawhi Leonard? Very impressed. And we've been seeing this since December, really. I've been talking about this with JVT, who is our resident Clippers fan here and also happens to be our senior NBA analyst. I like to say it in that order. Uh, we've been talking about how impressive this Clippers team has looked since Paul George's absence. When Paul George went out with that injury, I expected there to be a steep drop off, even on the defensive side of things for this Clippers team. And instead, they found a way to make it work with only role players. And again, the hilarious part is the big elephant in the room. Kawhi Leonard mm -hmm. is still missing from this team. And we are talking about them being the kind of team that nobody wants to face in this playoffs because they are just getting healthy at the right time. Paul George is coming back. Norman Powell is coming back. And if there's any area of weakness for this Clippers team, it's been their offense. You add Norman Powell in the mix, all of a sudden this might be a pretty dangerous team. No doubt we will get into the nitty gritty of the both of the play-in games coming up today in the 7-8. Danielle is going to stick around for us for this second segment. Don't forget, everybody, a ton of Eastern shows, including this one, My Guys in the Desert, available as podcasts. So if you couldn't tune in, miss this segment, just download the show anywhere you get your podcast and get caught up. We'll also be doing mini pods once a week, one coming out this Friday. Subscribe to the My Guys in the Desert podcast so you never miss a show. Like I said, more with Danielle, more hoops on the other side. Plus, the Los Angeles Dodgers are in Minnesota for a date with the Twins. Can they rebound from an opening series loss to the Rockies? We'll talk it over. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. 
With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot or download the app today. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Washington, D.C., and Los Angeles. Subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcast. Stormy Bon and Tony with you at Circa Resort and Casino, joined by the host of the LA City Cast, Danielle Alvari. Enough talk about the Lakers. We're putting it in the rear view because the Clippers are in action tonight in the seven. 8 game in the West against the Timberwolves. We talked about it before the break. Danielle finally getting a little bit healthy. Paul George and Norman Powell on the court again. LA closed out the season 5-0 straight up, 4-1 against the spread. Can they keep the covering up as three-point dogs against the T-Wolves tonight? So this line is is really concerning me. It's funny, actually. I was texting our producer, Steph, earlier in the day saying, I'm waiting to get in on the Clippers here because I'm suspicious of this line. When I looked at this game, I like the Clippers in this matchup, and I get it. The Timberwolves offense is nothing to be messed around with. But I like how the Clippers are going to match up with this team. We talked about this, actually, JVT and I did yesterday on Hardwood Handicappers. And I'm really shocked to see the Clippers getting three points here. So I even messaged Josh Applebaum, who we know tracks those line movements, and said, What's going on? Why am I getting three points with the Clippers here? He said the public is big uh, on the Clippers right now. He said that he grabbed money line on the Timberwolves for that reason at minus 150. But I'm going to I'm going to stick with my my gut on this one because I understand where people are coming from in this matchup. Luke Kennard being out for the Clippers is a huge deal, right? He led the league in three point shooting during the regular season, almost 50, 45 percent shooting there. He's dealing with a right hamstring injury from the last game uh, against the Thunder dominated in that game, but he went out towards the end. Looks like he's going to rest that hamstring. I know that he's a big loss for this Clippers team. He's averaging what? 12 points, 2.1 assists, 3.3 rebounds. He's really important to this offense. That said, we forget that Paul George is back, right? So in the all-time record in this head-to-head here, Clippers are three and one. Now three of those games, those wins for the Clippers happened back in November. So mm-hmm. you could say, let's not look at that really anymore, but I want to look at those games because those are the ones where Paul George was playing with this team in January when they played and the Timberwolves won. Carl Anthony Towns wasn't even playing. Paul George didn't play. Uh, the Clippers were actually kind of a little bit of an adjustment period. They were on a losing skit at the time. So I'm not really looking at that one game from January. January, I'm, I'm looking at how these teams matched up before with Paul George in the mix. So yes, Luke Kennard's going to be a hit to their offense, but Paul George is back. Norman Powell is back. They're only five games in, so there could be questions of conditioning, but it doesn't seem like the team has concerns about that. So 
I think that we're going to be in a really good spot here. Also, Marcus Morris is going to have to step up more, of course. Amir Coffey, Terrence Mann, even Nicholas Batum, who also did not play in that January game. So many players were out. Luke Kennard was out of that game as well. So they've already played him without him. So mm-hmm. I think that the Clippers, one thing they've done really well, and you'll appreciate this reference I actually heard on another podcast, they mentioned that the Clippers can kind of play like a hockey team because they have the veteran depth here. So they can just send in player after player. Now, Luke Kennard, obviously big hit. That's why we're seeing this line movement, but I still think the Clippers get this done to the point where I took Clippers plus plus one twenty five money line. I didn't want to mess around with the points here. I think the Clippers get this game done. It also has to be played like a game seven here. It's one game. Otherwise you move on to play the nine or 10 seed and nobody wants to face the Pelicans next, which likely is who they see if the Pelicans beat out the Spurs. And then even if you do that, then you're in the process of having to go play the Suns, which is the least desirable matchup. So they have to treat this like a game seven. Paul George is a veteran. He's going to come in. He's going to get this done. I like the Clippers in this matchup. Uh, Minnesota's offense is definitely dangerous. Clippers have to limit their turnovers for sure. Fishy line, but I don't care. I'm taking Clippers plus 125. And also Carl Anthony Towns under 27 and a half points. This was used to about minus 120. Not fun to bet an under on somebody's points like this, but he's only gone over that number four of his last 16 games. And the Clippers have done a really good job at defending him when he has played them. So he hasn't put up more than 20 points in the three games that he has played against the Clippers this season. And the prop is set at 27 and a half. Now he's been on, you know, a streak lately. So I get it. He's been shooting well, but again, only four of his last 16 have gone over that number. This is a do or die game for them. So I understand why you might not want to play this with me, but I'm under on his points prop. I don't hate the play though. And One of the other themes, I think, of the three games that the Clippers did win, in addition to Paul George being on the court, was that, like you said, they did contain Carl Anthony Towns um, in those three wins, holding him to 15 points, nine boards, and 33.3% from three. So the the stats back you up in that thought process, certainly. Um, the total, as we know, is high in this game, 230 and a half. The mm-hmm. overs hit 12 of the last 17 meetings between these two Minnesota offensively, a top-rated offense in the league. Any play on the total, or do you stay away from it? Man, the Clippers need to play really efficient defense, and frankly, so do the Timberwolves to keep in this. Their defense is kind of middle of the road, so this, to me, there probably is a little bit more value. I'd rather look at an under here, uh, but I just don't know what we're going to see from the other side. I think 230, that's actually interesting. I would I would lean under on this for sure. It's not a play for me necessarily because it is a do-or-die game, uh, but I think that both defenses are going to have to tighten things up here. Well, also tonight, the seven-seed Nets, nine-point favorites at home against the eight-seeded Cavs for the right to play the Celtics. Total in that one clicked down to 226.5. Loser's going to play the winner of the Hawks-Hornets game. I don't know if anybody has the Nets to lose this game, but I also don't know many people that have the Nets to cover this number. What's your thoughts on tonight's play-in? Nine and a half, such a tricky number here. My immediate thoughts when I saw the line before I looked into anything was to take the points with the Cavs. They've been such an incredible success story this season, right? But unfortunately, since they lost Jarrett Allen, they're seven and 11 straight up five and 13 ATS. Their defense, huge, huge hit uh, missing Jarrett Allen. So that's kind of the key piece for me here. I like the idea of an under here, especially with that Nets defense going on. Like I said, Jarrett Allen going to be a huge hit to the Cavs defense, but I still think that the Nets are going to be able to lock things down here uh, and Jarrett Allen not being able to contribute on the other side for the Cavs either. So not a game that I actually want to play an under mm-hmm. on, but I definitely like an under here. It opened at 229 and a half, already down to 227. So maybe you missed a little bit of the value there. I do think that the last time we saw these teams play, which is probably why this line has moved so much to nine and a half, right? I think it was eight and a half originally, mm-hmm. uh, was because we saw the Nets and the Cavs play recently, right? And in that game, 
The Nets beat them 118 to 107, but they came out really hot in the first quarter. I think we could see a high scoring first quarter here, at least on the net side for sure. And if that's the case, then you can probably get a better number on Cleveland live, which is how I would look to play this. I'd like to get something in the double digits here, obviously feel a little bit more comfortable, uh, but I definitely lean Cavs here. I think that they're going to fight tooth and nail, uh, but I just think the nets are too talented. And do I need to say anything beyond Kevin Durant? Right? No, I'm with you there. And uh, as live betting might be the play, honestly, especially when you look at both teams that have been kind of a little, struggling in the cover sphere nets three and 23 ATS their last 26 as a home favorite not exactly the perfect numbers that you want I will get your opinion on the Dodgers here in a second but real quickly want to flick flip back to the West because you follow mm-hmm. these California teams so closely Warriors taken on the Nuggets in the first round I would yeah. love it I would love it if Steph was healthy I would love it if Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. were all healthy um, should I still love it anyway though is my question Steph's so big, so big to that line. And it seems like they've almost made the line assuming he's going to be playing, which seems a little bit off. I think that I'm not convinced on this Warriors team to the point where I would want to bet on them to cover here, but I do like them to win this matchup. Uh, It's just really tough when you don't have that final decision on Steph Curry next, but it does seem like this line seems as if they think he's going to be playing. Uh, So if he is announced to be playing, especially a spec movement on that, perhaps, but uh, not something I want to touch necessarily. It is really interesting, though, uh, how this is already at five. Yeah, no, uh, I I know that the rumors are that he's questionable for game one, but they are anticipating him to be back with that left foot sprain. Um, Let's talk Dodgers, though. Dodgers twins. I I was keeping an eye on the weather report because I saw it might be potentially postponed. We're two hours away from the expected first pitch in Minnesota. How funny is that? The LA team's all in Minnesota today. Um, So there could potentially be a doubleheader tomorrow if the wind and rain do take hold. But let's act as if that's not the case right now. Dodgers a minus 135 favorite tonight. Um, LA dropped two of three against Colorado to start their season. Can they be poised for a bounce back for this short two game set? Here's the thing about the Dodgers at any given moment poised for a bounce back just because of the talent on their roster. This is just year in and year out how we talk about this Dodgers team. Now, Andrew Haney is supposed to get the start for the Dodgers, not necessarily their strongest pitcher. Also a reason why I don't necessarily want to put action on this game tonight. I'd rather look at something like when Clayton Kershaw is playing. Um, But if we look at Haney's stats, he had a 5.83 ERA last season, 4.85 FIP. That shouldn't just under 130 innings just really didn't live up to the season that I think he was expecting to have. He said that he feels like he's going to be a lot better, but he hasn't looked that great during spring training either. This is why I like to watch some baseball Mm -hmm. games before I start to bet on them. The season is so, so long, but that said the Dodgers are minus 135 on the money line tonight. You're not going to see that a lot of this season, probably just given how talented this Dodgers team is. You're probably getting this as a reaction to how they looked versus the Rockies. So I think there could be a little bit of value here. If you want to take the Dodgers money line, this would be the time early in the season. Also, the Dodgers bats have been really good against Chris Archer, who we're going to see on the mound for the twins Tuesday night, uh, hopefully. And it's interesting that they're having weather issues because here in Los Angeles actually is gusty is very windy. And here's what I will say also about a late start. And this could just be complete superstition. So take it for what it's worth. But I bet a lot of first innings last season. And when these games start late, for some reason, no runs in the first innings, just just more often than not, it's a no run in the first inning. And I already kind of like that here. If anything, the Dodgers would score, uh, especially Mookie Betts tends to hit well against this pitcher. So I would possibly look at a no run, but I bet you it's juiced by this point. Appreciate the time as always, Danielle. You're the best. 
Thank you. That's Daniela Alvari. Check her out, host of the Los Angeles City Cast, presented by Bet River. She was also featured on JVT's Hardwood Handicappers, previewing the Clippers in the play-in game as well as the Lakers. Make sure you check it out. When we come back here on the program, Johnny Avello, Director of Sportsbook Operations for DraftKings, will stop by to give us the latest numbers, and it's Hot Take Tuesday. Don't go anywhere. Listen to my guys of the desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get everything you need to bet on baseball this season with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, including advice, data, and strategy, all for just $19. Our all-digital MLB guide at vcin.com is available now. And Adam Burke's got futures, team previews, and best bets for all 30 teams. So much work into it. Plus, Jason Weingarten's MLB future bets, trends, and more. Sign up today and get full access to vcin through the NFL draft for just $19 at vcin.com slash spring. Welcome back here to My Guys in the Desert. As promised, it is time for Hot Take Tuesday, where my wonderful producer, Stephanie Kamershack, has some takes, and I determine the heat coming off them. So what do we have today? Steph, she says only two quarterbacks will be drafted in the first round. You can bet that at plus 175. Will be and should be two very different things here. From what I gather, most evaluators have at least three quarterbacks going in the first round. Some sources say as many as five, which grosses me out because any other year, I don't know if any of these quarterbacks are first round guys. There's a lot of quarterback needy, desperate teams at an inopportune time, it seems. I'm going medium hot here because it's obviously less likely uh, based on the analysts I follow closely, but possible, hence the small dog price. Next take, she says, the Rangers will win the Metro, plus 240. Not hot enough, Steph. Give me some heat. I actually love this bet. Uh, you guys know I'm very high on the New York Rangers. I have a 30-1 to 1 Stanley Cup Futures ticket out on them, and they are rolling tonight. A huge four-point game against current division leader in Carolina. They're trailing by just two points, both teams with nine games remaining, relatively even strengths of schedules and two against each other, but New York's trending up. While the Canes have struggled lately, over their last 15 games, Carolina 6-6-3, New York 11-4, which included a 2-0 shutout against the Canes. I'm actually betting New York at a plus price tonight against them as well. So love the bet. Let's get a hot one. The Bulls will advance past the Bucks in this postseason, plus 650. I said bring the heat, and here it is. This is what we call THTH on the program. Too hot to handle. No, sir. I would be surprised if the Bulls win two games here. Uh, bet the Bucks on the series spread, minus two and a half. I know it is juiced a bit at DraftKings. But even the plus money exacta result, Bucks to win in a sweep, plus 250. If you think the Bulls steal a game, plus 175 for the Bucks. But I am otherworldly confident that the Bulls go down and fast. Let's talk some NBA postseason and get a pulse on the numbers with good friend of the show, Johnny Avello, Director of Sportsbook Operations at DraftKings. Johnny Tuesday, how are you? Hey, Stormy Tuesday. I am great. Thank you. <laughs> See, I got ahead of it. I went with the Johnny Tuesday today. Um, like I mentioned, two NBA play-in games coming up tonight. The 7-8 matchups in the East and West. Some overnight movement we saw on the Cavs-Nets game. But take us through both of those games today and the numbers. Yeah, uh, the game, we opened this game seven and a half. We're up to nine with even a little extra juice on the nine. We did hit nine and a half. The split on this game is 65 nets, 35 on the Cavs, but the money line is 89% on the nets. Doesn't surprise me at all, Stormy. Uh, you know, we have the nets a very short price to win it all. 
only at about six and a half to one. So uh, the Nets played well towards the end of the year and uh, the betters are staying with them here. Well, and how much do you anticipate seeing the Nets as a parlay piece? I know I'm using them tonight. Is that something that you've seen already? Definitely. Uh, that's that's not even built into why this number moved. This is all straight bets. So they continue to put them in every parlay and on our same game parlay, uh, all those different offerings also. Can you take us into the Clippers game tonight as well? Yes. Uh, on this game, it's fairly split on the side, although we've gone from two and a half to three. But we're certainly seeing uh, people take those clips with the plus 130 on the money line. Uh, the Clippers ended the season well. Uh, they th- you know, the, I guess the thinking here is they'll continue that uh, that trend here in this game. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see if Paul George can carry them out of this one. Um, what about tomorrow? Loser goes home in the 9-10 games. We've got the Hawks and Hornets going head-to-head as well as the Spurs Pelicans. Um, I know usually it's day of that you see the most influx of games, but where's most of the money so far? Yeah, we have a long way to go before we, you know, I can give you a real accurate, uh, you know, handle on this game. But so far early, it's been all Hawks, even though there's no movement in the line, four and a half. Mm. Uh, in the second game, it's it's a fairly balanced game. Uh, five and a half is the number we opened up. We're still sitting at the five and a half. Okay, now I know you mentioned the Nets um, being at a short price. They've been taking in money all year long from a future standpoint, but the never the number never really got long despite their in-season struggles. What's the liability like on them from a futures perspective? Or if there's not really, who are you hoping to root against, I guess, so to speak, coming up uh, for the NBA title? Well, when you look at our splits on the NBA championship, the Suns have taken 21% of all the handle, but that's not where our liability is because the Suns have never been a big price. Mm -hmm. Our liability sits with the Bulls. They were the talk early. The Celtics, they are the talk late. And the Warriors, which have been the talk all season. So... Those are the three where our exposure sits. Okay. And and like I said in that kind of hot take, in our little hot take segment there with the Bulls-Bucks series, are a lot of people thinking as confidently as I am that the Bucks are going to take this series and getting in on some of those more interesting types of bets that you have? You have the minus two and a half game spread up there for Milwaukee. What's the approach from better so far with regards to some of those series prices, that one in particular? Well, Stormy, game one should be a good indicator where the line is on what the players think. Uh, the the Bucks opened eight and a half. We're up to ten. Um, you know, the, the Bulls started off the season, and people thought they were going to just have this remarkable season, and they, you know, th- things have just flattened out. So it's been mostly buck money on everything we've put up out there you know during for this series yeah a lot of people expecting the defending champs to defeat chicago despite like you said the early love on chicago you also have odds up already for who's going to win finals mvp anybody a popular choice here so far there's a lot of guys there that could be a popular choice (laughs) the one they've been the couple of guys they've been taking that numbers are somewhere in the middle of the pack Durant at nine to one and uh, Curry at eleven to one. 
Uh, when you look up and down this line, it could almost be anybody. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of popular guys out there with some pretty good odds. Yeah, Devin Booker, the shortest shot at plus 550. Chris Paul up there, plus 650 as well. Giannis, a 6-1 to one shot in the early numbers on DraftKings. We are just about a week into the MLB season now, Johnny, which for a lot of betters I know, um, we've talked about a lot this week, kind of a feeling out process. But also, everybody's been so hungry to have baseball back with the lockout getting all these games out on the slate what's the handle been like here early it's been excellent stormy handles good and actually revenue's been good too and i tell you if we're if we're gonna have a good start in baseball i'm happy to see it because where we start taking our lumps or mid-season is when that's when my hair starts getting gray that's when the people are betting on those streaks where the teams have gone out an eight, 10 winning streak or the opposite side where the streaks are on the losing side. Mm-hmm. That's when we get hammered pretty good. So July, August are rough times for bookmakers in baseball. So we'll take anything we can get right now. Well, especially with the early market right now, I, I obviously division odds can are going to change so much throughout the course of the season. But have you seen any movement, whether it's a, a division or an awards or certain props already early? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, the Astros in the West are now minus two dollars. They're getting a little bit of play, and in the East, the Phillies at plus two seventy-five. And we all know that that East is always up for grabs at NL East. No doubt. Um, we talk about how the NFL is a, a season that never ends. We've got the draft coming up this week, but people also need to be in the know. We've got the USFL that is getting started this weekend, so there will be football on your screens with players that are trying hard. But this is a very different type of a thing. I know you guys have had this experience with the XFL and various leagues. We talked about cornhole in the past and setting these numbers. How difficult is it for you guys to set numbers on teams and players that you haven't seen play together yet for this early weekend? You know, it it is pretty difficult because the only thing we have to go by is the rosters and the coaches. Um, You know, now we know Birmingham generals, actually everybody's playing in Birmingham, but Mm -hmm. they're the only true home get a home field advantage there um the other teams you know you have jeff fisher out there and, and uh, quarterback patterson which makes the michigan team a little bit intriguing uh you've got a kid kyle slater he's got some nfl experience for the breakers um and then you know jason uh Te-Amu for uh he's got some xfl success so we break it down. We look at some of the players that do have some past experience. Oh, yeah, and don't let me forget about Kyle Lawletta. You remember him? Five NFL passes, zero completions. I remember him well, Stormy, because I'm a giant fan. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Thank you so much, Johnny. Appreciate the time. We'll see you back here next week. Okay, Stormy, bye. That's Johnny Avella, Director of Sportsbook Operations at DraftKings. Have you guys, by the way, seen the first down tracker that the USFL has instituted? They're digitally measuring um, the football placement down to the millionth of the inch. So tell me why. Not, not, I'm not going to call them a fake league, but a new league um, has this technology, but we're not using it in the NFL. We all know that all the footballs have chips in them for the next-gen stats. Let's make it happen. Uh, We need to take a quick timeout, but when we return, wrapping things up with my official bets of the night. And it is a 14-game slate in the National Hockey League. Jonathan Davis of SiriusXM's Ice Cap will break it all down as the regular season winds down. Don't go anywhere. This is Visa and the Sports Betting Network.
The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Listening to my guys in the desert with Stormy Bonantoni on v the sports betting network. Wrapping things up here on my guys in the desert. This segment brought to you by Zinn nicotine pouches, a fresh new way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip or vape. Zinn nicotine pouches are smoke free. They're spit free and available in 10 varieties as well as two strengths. So you can easily find the satisfaction level that works for you. Zinn, it's America's number one nicotine pouch available in over 100,000 locations nationwide. Visit Zinn.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's ZYN.com slash F-I-N-D. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. 
time to give out my plays of the evening and taken by storm. I already mentioned I like the Rangers tonight and I did end up during the show placing a money line wager on the Dodgers tonight in Minnesota if that game does go off. But my favorite bet in the MLB is the Astros money line at the Diamondbacks. First pitch at 640 Pacific. Madison Bumgarner making his second start for Arizona. He was so-so the season opener. Allowed one run, one hit, but walked four batters in three innings. The Astros lineup should do damage and I... This was just a don't overthink it play for me. Houston should be a World Series contender, one three of four to start the year, and should probably be a bigger price, honestly, while the Diamondbacks should contend for a second straight league worst record. A parlay that I love maybe a little bit too much tonight. You can actually bet it a couple of different ways, but regardless, the Nets money line is going to be in play here. I also have the Panthers to beat the Ducks on the puck line and the Flames puck line over the Kraken. But if your book allows you to do regulation wagers and parlay, you're not going to get the same plus 220 value, but still in the plus 180 uh, region and the probability for you to win is a little bit higher, obviously. But Flames have gotten back to form after a brief rough stretch, have covered the puck line three straight games, also looking at their wins, dating back to February 2nd, 19 of their 22 victories in that time have been by two or more goals. They just beat Seattle 4-1 on Saturday as well. And then the Panthers against Anaheim beat them 3-0 in March. They've won seven straight games, covered the puck line in four of them. The Ducks, meanwhile, are so bad. 2-14 and 14 straight up over this most recent stretch, dropping nine of those 14 by two or more goals. I think that the Panthers should do work tonight, and Anaheim simply won't be able to keep up. I have a number of money line bets in the NHL tonight. Let's talk through them with our expert here, Jonathan Davis, at West Coast Hockey on Twitter, HKY for the hockey there, host of the Ice Cap on Sirius XM NHL Radio, does a great job analyzing teams from a betting perspective. Jonathan, I am at Circa. Are you at Circa too? <laughs> Look at that background, buddy. Story, I'm dreaming that I'm at Circa. <laughs> I would love to be at Circa. Trust me. We got to get you back out here. First of all, how different is the pace of your show going to be tonight versus last night? 14 games on the slate compared to one game last night. Yeah, it's uh, I'm going to basically say two words about a game and then move on. It's but we've got a huge night. I mean, you know, 14 games, but we've got some really big games tonight. And so. Yeah, we'll, we'll try to leave some of those lesser games towards the end of the show, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, well, you mentioned it with the season winding down here over this final month. There's a lot on the line, whether it's uh, division titles on the line, playoff positioning, trying to get those final wild card spots. As you look at tonight's slate, is there a team that you identified worth backing uh, and potentially down the stretch that kind of meets that mold? Well, you know, it's interesting. The Carolina Ranger game, we're both on the same side. I do like the Rangers tonight, but Stormy, I don't think, I think either, both these teams want to finish where they are in the standings. The Rangers would end up playing Pittsburgh in round one and what, and Carolina would play Boston. And look, Carolina has outscored Boston 16 to one in the three victories this year. The Rangers are three zero and one against the Penguins this year. So you know, I think both these teams would like to stay. I do like the Rangers at plus money. I also like the under in this game at five and a half. You know, the, the Canes have played nine straight unders in, in the division, and the Rangers have outscored their opponents 11 to one in the last three games. So for me, Rangers and the under is the way to go in this game. That's a really good thought about the postseason positioning. Something else I wanted to follow up on with regards to the Rangers, though. I think that they're going to go as far as Igor Shosturkin's going to take them. Is there any concern come postseason time just about the wear and tear on a guy like him with how important he's been? Not, not for me. Look, I think the Rangers, you know, for, they're the scariest team for me, you know, uh, in, in the division. I think in many respects because of Igor Shosturkin. I mean, that guy can win a series on his own. You know, this is 
you know, look, we'll see if he can be as good as Hank was in his career in New York, but he, he's a difference maker. And I, I think, you know, whether it's Carolina, you know, other than Vasilevsky, you know, Shesterkin is the next guy I would like to have in line. And, and we talk all the time about him, how important he has been to this team night in and night out. So hopefully he can hold up again tonight. Uh, Florida taking on the Anaheim Ducks, another game that I mentioned there in my parlay. Anaheim just really, really been struggling. Is there anything that you like here with the Panthers tonight? I do. I like Florida to score for the first four goals uh, or reach four goals first. And they've got to do it in regulation, Stormy. But, you know, look, hey, I just checked DraftKings. I think they're at minus 475. No value there. I don't love them on the puck line straight up. It's pretty much the same between the puck line and, and, and scoring four goals. So there, I think it's four goals in minus 170, but they've mm-hmm. done that in seven straight games and eight of 10 in regulation. So for me, you know, look, I, I think Anaheim's in a bad spot. This is, you know, even though Florida only scored three the last time they met, this Anaheim defense, not as good as it was back then. I like Florida to score four goals in this game in regulation. And I think that's the play. I like that approach. I didn't have that betting option. I did get in on the total. I bought it down from six and a half to six, which I, I know is annoying sometimes from a pricing standpoint, but they've been high scoring at such a high rate. They've also been allowing 3.1 goals per game over the last 12. And Anaheim, for as bad as they've been, have managed to light the lamp a good bit. So fingers crossed we get lots of goals, but hoping obviously more on the Florida side for your wager. Uh, the Minnesota Wild taking on the Oilers tonight. Minnesota dropped two of their last three games, but has been tremendous against Edmonton this year both of their wins against Edmonton in Edmonton by three or more goals can they get it done again at home or does Edmonton get revenge I think this is Minnesota you know Minnesota has been a house of horrors for Edmonton the Oilers have lost five straight in Minnesota and look when the Wild are a home betting favorite they're 23 and four this season I I don't see any reason for the trend to, to, to stop tonight and the other thing is Favorites coming off of a wind stormy, 430 and 187. That's 70%. Minnesota coming off that big win over LA, down 3 0 and scoring six unanswered from six different goal scorers. And that's a good note. Everybody, make sure you're following him again at West Coast Hockey on Twitter because you post so many of these different trends that are good to follow throughout the course of the season from that standpoint. One team, you and I, I feel like we are always going back and forth about the Vegas Golden Knights taking on the Vancouver Canucks after getting embarrassed by Vancouver on home ice not too long ago, looking for revenge. Every point counts. And Pete DeBoer said Mark Stone's a game-time decision tonight. Take me through your analysis of tonight's game. Yeah, I think he's he is he is playing in this one. I mean, he practiced on a line, you know, with his old line mates, Max Pacioretty and Chandler Stevenson uh, at practice in Vegas uh, yesterday. And he was also on the first power play unit. And Pete DeBoer doesn't put a guy on the first power play unit in practice if he's not playing. So, yeah, I like Vegas in this one. We The line opened up, I think, at, one, at minus 125. It's climbed, I, I think, at minus 135. Uh, I do like Vegas in this one. They're 10 and 3 against Vancouver uh, lifetime. So for me, yeah, Vegas is the play. Uh, I I just think, you know, look, you this team is so healthy. You got Pacioretty, Stone, and Eichel. Come on. How can you go against the Golden Knights in this one? And we saw that last game, just what a difference it makes to have Max Pacioretty back. These key cogs that haven't been available for such a long time. Do they make the postseason is my next question to you, though. 
I think they do. I, I don't know if it if if it's Dallas or L.A. that that gets eliminated. I mean, the Kings have the easy schedule: seven of their eight against non-playoff teams. The Dallas Stars have seven of their final ten games against playoff teams. They have seven of their final ten games at home. But you know, both Dallas and L.A. Stormy, the numbers that that, that would concern me is goal differential. Mm-hmm. They're both minus, I believe, uh, heading into tonight, and also their regulation wins. I I I, I just don't like. I don't like. Either of these two teams, Vegas is healthy. They do have a tough run. I mean, they've got Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary coming up this week. They need a minimum of four points in those three games. I don't care how they get it. They have to get four. If they don't, then it it doesn't look too good for Vegas. Make it happen, Vegas. We need it. And just because you did mention Dallas, they're taking on the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Lightning, you know, were very uncharacteristic there for a stretch. Got a get-right game against Buffalo. Do they keep it going at Dallas? We know that Dallas' defense can play tough. Do they hold up tonight? I think Tampa wins this one. You know, the line opened up at DraftKings at minus 145. It's gone up to minus 160. I think that's because Scott Wedgwood gets the start for Dallas tonight. Hey, Tampa, when they're on the road, Stormy, they're 18 and 8 as a road favorite. They're 1 and 6 as a road dog. I like them in this one. They've won six of their last seven at Dallas. They've won eight of 10 overall against the Stars, including the lone meeting this year. Dallas, to me, is a one line team. I don't know if Tampa is just tired or bored, but I think for them, I think they'd like to try to get themselves on the right track, try to put together back to back wins after losing four straight. Get it together, Tampa. Get the win. Thank you so much, as always, Jonathan. You are awesome. Good luck with your bets tonight. Thank you. You too, Stormy. That's Jonathan Davis, host of the Ice Cap on Sirius XM NHL Radio. And like I said, does a great job every night just analyzing these games from that betting perspective. That's a wrap. This hour goes by so fast every day. But enjoy your Tuesday. Enjoy the play-in games tonight. Uh, when we come back from break here, you're not going to hear me anymore. It's going to be Danny Burke and Rush Hour. But uh, good luck out there, and I miss you already. Have a good night. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.